listeners welcome to our sixth episode of a brand new fifth season of my your business podcast my name is mia gomez i'm carlos mora and we're the host of this podcast we want to give a special shout out to studio g powered by the michael center for innovation and commerce and blackstone launchpad where we help students and recent alumni to start and grow their own business be your own boss Today we have a very special guest with us. To my left, you can see Carlos Cuesta, who is the director of CDG at New Mexico University. Welcome, Carlos. Welcome. Yeah, good morning, guys. Good to have you here. Carlos, to start off, we want you to tell our audience who you are, what you do, what are your hobbies. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, um, thank you for the invitation. And uh, I'm Carlos Cuesta. I come from Ecuador, from South America. Um, I initially came to the United States um, to complete my senior year of high school. Uh, I went to study in Montana, up north. So it's it's a very, very cold place. Um, and then I really enjoyed the culture here. Um, so I went back home. I started college there for uh, a few, no, a year, I think. And then I decided to come back. So I found NMSU. It was a good option. Uh, I decided to pursue a degree. First of all, in international business, um, and then one class, I just took one finance class, intro to finance, and th that opened up my eyes to um, the finance world. So I pursued finance as well, a bachelor's degree in finance, and then I just completed an MBA with a finance concentration. Mm -hmm. Congratulations on those, those all, all of those achievements, because at the end of the day, graduating and then pursuing a master's is very difficult. But yeah. let me ask you, how do you start and how did it motivate you to starting the entrepreneurship and the supporting startups and fostering innovation? Like, how do you say, this is what I want to start doing now? No, yeah, definitely. That's that's a great question. Honestly, um, this wasn't in my plans. You know, when I was when I was in college, I was not thinking about entrepreneurship. I honestly didn't really uh, know there were, there were entrepreneurial classes uh, at NMSU or the institution I was in. Um, but entrepreneurship comes all the way from my grand grandfather back back home he had a tv producing company back home and then my dad took that legacy so i always saw them running their business and, and fighting for their dreams chasing their dreams um so once i was completing my mba there was the opportunity and i'm sure we'll touch base on this later but there was an opportunity to uh, become a ga uh, for the arrowhead innovation fund uh, and that was the first exposure i had um, towards entrepreneurship And I really, really enjoy finance, you know, yes. and business administration. So when I was exposed to what the Arrowhead Fund was doing, uh, investing in private companies, that just opened my eyes to a whole different world in finance. Uh, these were uh, numbers and topics that I've never seen before. I took almost every class at NMSU related to finance, and I've never seen this before. So that really intrigued me. And that's when I decided to pursue a career in entrepreneurship and venture capital. Mm -hmm. That's great. It's very interesting. And I think my next question kind of like deep dive a little bit more on what mm -hmm. you said. Can you please tell our audience, Carlos, what your role is as the director of New Mexico's CDG side and how it supports student entrepreneurs? Yes, absolutely. Um, so I started working at Studio G at Arrowhead Center. Um, in January 2023, so I'm I'm brand new into into this position. 
Uh, but um, through through mentorship and through uh, all the support we've received from America Center and the Studio G site, uh, I was able to catch up and, and understand what Studio G uh, what Studio G's mission was. Right, uh, and now we're working towards uh, assisting student or yes, yeah, student entrepreneurs um, further develop their business ideas. You know, uh, many of our students are curious about entrepreneurship, or they might have a business idea, uh, but they don't know where to start. Right, so the program is intended to give those students the the, the initial guidance uh, when launching their business, and um, some of the resources that we offer, which we think are are crucial, is provide the mentorship sessions and advising sessions, not just with the Studio G team members, but also with uh, professionals, um, industry professionals, which we call them the Arrowhead uh, Advisory Network, so our students can talk to. Um, professionals that have been in the industry longer and they can probably provide some advice um, and, and tell them about the mistakes they made during their journey so our students can learn from those and avoid them in the future. That's something mm -hmm. I love about Studio G. When I started working here, it was kind of confusing to explain to the students mm -hmm. what we can do to help them in their business. Mm -hmm. But after a while, you start noticing that that's what it is. It's like a mentorship Mm -hmm. uh, network where you can like literally ask someone that was in your place mm -hmm. and so you cannot commit the same mistakes as as they did because some of the things that that it's very known in entrepreneurship is that mm -hmm. you're gonna fail regardless yeah but if you stand up and you keep going that's what mm -hmm. it makes you an entrepreneur but my question and the next question is how do you think that this uh, mentorship network and hands-on experience plays an empowering role in the ne next generation of entrepreneurs yeah, this is a great question. So when it comes to mentorship, right, um, especially in entrepreneurship, I think feedback is is crucial, right? Uh, we could we could be we could be focusing on our solution most of the time, and we stop listening to what other people have to say about it. Uh, so we're biased towards our own creation, right? So being able to receive mentorship um, that leads to a continuous innovation. Uh, framework where where you continuously receive new information uh you validate your ideas um you get other people's opinion and see maybe maybe you were wrong maybe your idea is not as great as as you thought in a sense or maybe this reinforces your initial assumptions right um most likely during as you mentioned like during your entrepreneurial journey there's going to be times that you might need to pivot right and uh what better way to do it uh if you can learn from other people's mistakes and especially if there's uh industry professionals that are willing to give you advice on 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 their experiences and and, and the mistakes they made in the past so um having um our hearts and our ears open and ready to to hear and take someone else's feedback uh, i think that's crucial also in entrepreneurship um as far as hands-on experience right this is cool. You guys are students too. Um, I don't know if you feel the same way, but like I learned by doing, right? Uh, I know we are different Definitely. learners. Uh, yeah, so I think especially for an entrepreneurship, most of the things we do at initial stages are in are part of the ideation stage, are just ideas or hypotheses we have. Um, so we need to test them, right? We need to validate them. And the best way to do it is by going out there, talking to people, getting the experience. Uh, if you're an entrepreneur with uh, a business idea, I would recommend uh, participate in a pitch competition, right? Get that validation from uh, potential customers, right? Get that feedback from your audience or your uh, customer segments. So I think it's crucial for you to um, get out of your office, get out of your house, get out of uh, the library, uh, 
and talk to people, right? Share your thoughts, uh, see what they think and just get that reinforcement, that validation. And hopefully that leads to some traction, right? And I love how you mentioned pitch competitions because mm -hmm. both NMSU and UTEP um, Studio G, we provide not only the networking um, part of entrepreneurship, but also mm -hmm. a lot of events mm -hmm. where they can attend and then uh, like workshops, uh, a lot of entrepreneurship events that we will host next semester that you're going to find our social media right now on the screen. And please follow us so you cannot miss any of our events. We have around 20 events for the next semester. And also, this is an invitation for the Aggie Shark Tank 2023 mm -hmm. at NMSU. Um, we always love that the community of the borderplex and entrepreneurship here gets involved with the students that are the next generation of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So if you want more information about that and how to attend the event, please follow us on Instagram and in all of, all of our social media. Mm -hmm. And I love how in every episode, Carlos, we always like narrow it down to networking and it is so important yeah. and we all like, come to the same conclusion. It's great. Mm -hmm. uh, following up, I know that you talked a little bit about the Arrowhead Innovation Fund, Carlos. Mm -hmm. We would like to know what it is and how it supports student entrepreneurs. Yeah, definitely. Just if I can add something super quickly, because you mentioned Aggie Shark Tank and pitch competitions and, 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 and that's super uh, great to hear. Uh, one thing besides uh, just adding on to what I said, um, besides just uh, validating your ideas, pitch competitions uh, obviously are a great opportunity for you to receive funding, right? Which yes. is crucial at the initial stages. Um, you also get exposure, right? Uh, you're, you're talking to your potential audience. And most importantly, Mia, what you were saying is you start networking uh, with individuals that might be extremely resourceful uh, later on in your entrepreneurial path. Path, right we're talking about potential investors we're talking about angel groups or people that might know of someone right so uh, i can't emphasize enough the, the the value of going out there and participating in these pitch competitions um and moving forward to the arrowhead innovation fund uh the arrowhead innovation fund i joined in october 2021 um, this is a $2 million fund that invests in pre-seed and seed companies, right? So these are very early stage companies. Uh, the focus of the fund uh, was to invest in New Mexican companies, so New Mexican startups. Uh, so by the time I joined the fund, uh, all investable capital, as we call it, was fully deployed. Uh, so now we're just uh, overseeing the investments. There is some uh, funding, but that funding is reserved. Uh, for follow-on investments. What does that mean? That you already invested in a company and if that the company will uh, raise more funding, we, we kept a reserve for that instance, right? So we can deploy more funding there um, and sustain our ownership in, in those companies. Um, so yeah, the fund is fully deployed and now we're in the growth period where we're watching these companies grow and it's, it's really nice to see. If I can add a, a brief example on this, uh, there is a one of our portfolio companies is called Parting Stone, right? What they do is um, they turn cremated ashes into beautiful stones, right? They're based in Santa Fe. So it's been great to see since I joined uh, how to see how the company has grown, right? Um, not just in revenue and, 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 and traction, but their employee headcount uh, has grown tremendously, obviously. So this means... They have created new jobs uh, for New Mexicans in Santa Fe, right? Um, and a last thing talking about them, because I'm super proud of the work they've done. 
uh, is that they participated in the national television show Shark Tank, right? They were they were called to to be on TV, and I think their episode streamed back in March or February, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, those are uh, success stories that uh, we're super proud of. Definitely. And even though the font is only for New Mexico State, that doesn't mean that we're excluded from it. That means that we're part of the ecosystem of mm -hmm. economical growth here mm -hmm. in the border plex. So even though it seems that that's something that happened far from us, yeah. we're more involved that we can think of. Mm -hmm. Like maybe there's students from um, New Mexico State that come here at UTEP and they graduate, but they will bring what they learn here at UTEP back to New Mexico yeah. and to opportunities there. So it's amazing mm -hmm. that even though the funding is only for one state, mm -hmm. we're still involved in all, in all of that process. Yeah, correct, in the, in the border plex region, uh, as we call it, right? Um, but that's, that's how you develop a, an entrepreneurial ecosystem, right? You, you, you need funding sources to, to fund these ventures, to fund that growth and to, to fund that validation. So there's more groups uh, that have that power, right? Um, speaking for, for El Paso specifically, there is the San Cruces Angels Group, which is a group of angel investors, high net worth individuals that might write a check uh, on a company they like. So uh, you can see how the ecosystem is evolving and uh, people are trying to support each other's ventures. And let me ask you a question and, and what inspired you to uh, pursue certifications in FinTech and startup lean methodologies and how had that impacted your work and mm -hmm. how your work has impacted students or like the entrepreneurial ecosystem? Yeah, um, to, to break it down, right, um, just to, con to transition from like what Studio G does, right, we implemented a new uh, curriculum uh, that focuses more on lean methodologies, right, uh, that's lean stack as, as you guys know, uh, and this is a resource resourceful tool, it's a self-paced curriculum for entrepreneurs to learn about lean methodologies, which in a nutshell, um, or summarizing everything, it relates to reducing waste, right, uh, reducing your time, uh, that you spend on developing a product uh, and it, it encourages entrepreneurs to uh, have a demo sell build approach instead of a build demo sell approach, right? Normally we're, we're intrigued towards uh, building something, then being able to showcase that to someone and then selling that to, to our customers, right? But the lean methodologies encourage you to, first of all, demo something then sell it and then you build it, right? And uh, these methodologies have been implemented uh, not just by Studio G, but uh, Elon Musk, or we can look at Jeff Bezos, like those, those methodologies have been incorporated for, for a long, long time, right? Um, so that's, that's the curriculum that we have at Studio G. Moving, moving on to FinTech, right? Uh, this is a specific industry I'm passionate about. Um, I also oversee the FinTech lab at NMSU, where we develop uh, software applications for financial technology companies. Uh, and this is an industry that saw a spike, like a, a massive growth during the pandemic, right? When we all had to get used to mobile banking, right? We, ha we had to start using our phones for almost every financial transaction. Uh, so I decided to pursue a certification in that just to get a, a sense of where, where the industry is headed. Now things have changed, obviously, with artificial intelligence. Uh, we see it with ChatGTP. Uh, so, and then what was the last question? It was... And how do you think that um, certifications has not only mm -hmm. helped you, yeah. but the work that you do and how does work has helped the students that CDG oversees? Absolutely. I think... 
I think we've focused on first of all, like uh, at the main campus uh, on on NMSU, and we we normally host these events virtually as well, so anyone can attend from our communities because our goal is to empower our community. And as we mentioned earlier, like our community is the borderplex region, yes. right? So we've hosted events trying to educate people on what financial technologies are, right? Uh, just in in a summary, we're talking about cryptocurrencies, right? We're talking about mobile banking, as we discussed, or payments or lending platforms and whatnot, because uh, that enables financial inclusion, meaning like more people could have access to resources that otherwise we wouldn't have in a sense. And the lean methodologies, I think that's going to really speed up the process of rapid experimentation for our students that have an idea and they don't know where to start. Um, maybe they can find that level of traction uh, sooner through through these methodologies. And fairly quickly, I think you mentioned cap tables, right? Uh, yes. Cap table management. Um, that goes back to my my, my passion on, on finance and numbers. Uh, cap tables are basically a ledger where you, you record uh, who your investors are in the company and how many shares they own and what price they purchase it at, right? Uh, so it's, it's very complex math, I can tell you that, but I truly enjoy diving deep into cap tables and being able to explain that to some of our students. Yes, mm -hmm. and it's important to have someone, like as you mentioned, specializing mm -hmm. that, but mm -hmm. as well that you can approach us as easy as, mm -hmm. hey, can I talk to you about my business? Correct. And that's great about Studio G. Definitely. And, and it's super cool to see you so passionate about mm -hmm. what you like you do. And I really like that we implemented to the Studio G platform, the lean mm -hmm. methodology, just mm -hmm. because all of our students that we've gotten, they're like, oh, like this is really nice because I wanted to learn a little bit more about mm -hmm. this. So it's great that we have it. And I think it's going to be very successful uh, in the long run. That's great feedback. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yes. Mm -hmm. With that being said, Carlos, with all of your knowledge and experience, what would be one advice that you would give out to a student who wants to come into the entrepreneurship world? Oof, that's that's a tricky one. That's a tough one. Um, I can say that um, if you're a student watching this and listening to this, and even if you're a community member, um, it's never too late to pursue your dreams. Uh, and you know, like what easy comes, easy goes. Uh, have you heard? Have you guys heard that saying? Yeah. Yes. So as we discussed today, like it's not an easy ride, right? Uh, entrepreneurship. It's not an easy path. We can say it, but it's it's very rewarding, right? So you're you can pursue your dreams, um, and Finally, like leave a legacy, leave a legacy behind, right? And one of the best tips that we've learned from the Lean Methodologies too is to try to avoid those biases that we discussed earlier today. Uh, try to listen to, pe uh, to people, like talk to people, just share your ideas. Idea exchange leads to growth, right? So don't be afraid of uh, speaking, speaking up and sharing your thoughts with other people. I think that that can only validate your, your ideas and reinforce your hypotheses and only lead to grow and continues learning in a sense. That is great. Carlos, I want to first uh, tell you, thank you so much once again mm -hmm. for accepting our invitation. We're truly honored to have you on the podcast. Studio G, the Mike Loya Center for Innovation and Commerce and the Blackstone Launchpad, wants to thank you, our listeners, for your constant support. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes, but never forget to always mind your business. business. Oh,